Get ready to cut through the BS with the voiceover gurus. It's the voiceover gurus podcast. Yes, we are. Now, is there any, is, is there something that I need to make sure that I talk about? Cause I can't remember what the heck I said. Do you? Uh, it was good. You know what? All I'm yeah. going to say is, and we're starting now. Um, welcome back to the Voiceover Gurus podcast. Connor Quinn joining me today. And we are reminiscing about the last time that we connected and wound up not recording. But you know what? It was the best podcast episode I think I've ever done, right? It was. It was you know, legendary. They, they say that everything goes out into the atmosphere. So somewhere out there is just this killer podcast, you know. So maybe eventually an alien will hear it and think, wow. You that know. was great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing take two a few weeks later. Yes, um, we are. Um, yeah, but no, we were discussing on that fantastic podcast about performance tricks and tips, things that you've learned over your years of being in the business and the mindset and getting into character and things like that, which we can. But first off, how are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, this time of year, I really enjoy. I mean, there's pitfalls which you and I were discussing of the allergies the colds and yes you have to dodge those little things but I really like this time of year and you know give me about a month and then I'll be ready for summer again uh, is it cool where you are down in Nebraska oh we're, I'm in Oklahoma so it's Oklahoma uh, sorry. yeah and you know how people every people every people every people every <laughs> this is great take three so every person no matter where they live they always say you know here in fill in the state if you don't like the weather, wait a minute and it'll change. That's like every state does that. And right. Oklahoma is right up there. It it will change on a dime. Like one day, literally a high of 70. The next day, it'll be a high of 32. It's just wow. amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 So how is it right now? Is it chilly? Uh, right now? It's, no, it's it's comfortable. It's like 62 degrees, something like mm. that. What about you? You know, how, How's it there? Yeah, New York's pretty chilly right now. It's like the lows in the 30s now at night. Um, yes, okay. Yes. And then like 40s, 50s is getting chilly, you oh, know. Absolutely. As we so head into it. It's yeah. knocking at the door. Yeah, I'm hoping for some snow this year. We didn't get much oh, the last. I love snow. Yeah, I do too. So, right? Yes, it's cathartic. Yeah, or cathartic. Is, that, <laughs> is today Monday if <laughs> I had a stroke? Oh, my gosh. Good thing I didn't have any serious narration. I would yeah. really had. <laughs> I wouldn't really had a you know what? It's peaceful. You see the snow it falling. It also, to me, gives me an excuse to not go anywhere. Yes. And to sometimes be like, oh, let's push that off to another day. Right. Like, you know, let's like a you know, snow day. Have a grilled cheese sandwich, chicken soup, and watch the Hallmark Channel. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So comforting. I love it. It is. I yes. Like it. you know, it's good for the soul. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. well, definitely the colds are always an issue. And I was telling you that I had a cold over the weekend. I was just grateful that it happened over the weekend. Yes. Um, but around here, a lot of people are sick. Um, thankfully, it's not really, I don't really think it's COVID related. People are testing, but it's more yeah. genuine colds. Um, well, that's, that's kind it. of good and bad, but it's like, you know, it, it part of life. And, mm -hmm. you know, as part of being a voiceover, as you and I both know, is taking care of the instrument. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, when you do get a cold, knowing how to treat it and how to take care of your moneymaker is important. You do you know, have anything that you do that you like? Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I was joking about chicken noodle soup and, you know, just something steamy and warm, uh, even if it's a, a hot cup of tea. 
mm-hmm. that really helps me kind of brave through it. But I think the thing I've learned the most, you know, uh, in voiceover is that when you're not feeling up to par, the young person in me always pushed. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older, I've learned that that is not the key. The key is rest. Mm-hmm. And even though we all have things we need to do and clients we have to uh, service, sometimes it's just better just to take a beat and relax the voice. Or at least right. don't go as hard on it, um, you know, because there's days where we'll run narration and run lots of yep. heavy voiceover. And uh, our voice really takes an abuse, probably more so than the average person who, you know, uh, you know, friends of mine will say, you, you know, it, you don't call like you used to. And I said, well, my God, all day long, all I do is talk. You're talking. The mm-hmm. last thing I want to do is pick up the phone and talk for another hour. You know, right. it's like... Um, so, you know, you and I being in this situation, being in voiceover, that's something that other people really don't think about is like, uh, you know, like be someone on their feet it. all day long or fill in the blank. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you, know, you ever had laryngitis? I Lost did. your voice? I did. And in fact, I've had it two times pretty seriously. And the second time was uh, in my mind, I thought, oh, my God, what if it doesn't come? There's that. Oh, that fear. Yeah. Yes. It'd be like, you know, you're seeing something and all of a sudden you lose your sight. Mm -hmm. So that fear crept up in me of like, oh, my God, what is what if this is it? You know, it's like, I guess I need to learn to be a mime. Uh, (laughs) You know, I've already been a narrator for bad mimes, but, you know, this is a a whole other level. But I remember once. Go ahead. Yeah, I've had laryngitis and and, uh, not fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for me, it's hard just to because I talk so much in life and in for a career for you to be yeah it's quiet. hard for me just to be quiet and you know bring it down <laughs> i got laryngitis i got laryngitis once and um i was like okay i'm gonna take the day and it was bad it was like no vocal nothing was coming out <clears throat> and my agent calls and goes oh hey walmart has a last minute booking for you and i'm on the phone with him going, i can't do this and he's like are you serious he was not happy and I'm like, I'm telling you, you know, and he's like, is there some some way that you could try to, you know, he was like desperate. Um, and there was the one session I had to give up because I couldn't. After that, I kind of figured out some tricks to use. Um, a really horrible one that I actually put in my coaching book. And I don't know, maybe you've heard of it. It's like a no. natural where you take <laughs> four pressed garlic cloves. Okay. And you um, combine it with cayenne pepper and honey and you let it sit in the back of your throat and you do it for every 30 minutes for like as long as you can tolerate i could only do like maybe 10 seconds at a time because the garlic but the garlic stimulates the blood flow so it was the cayenne and lo and behold it does help you achieve like get some of your vocal it's just awful it's absolutely well it it sounds like the one time that i tried chewing tobacco and didn't work out very well (laughs) (laughs) same kind of concept yeah yeah, well Mm -hmm. yeah but so it does work though i it did help me yeah because i was not going to give up another session again i was i just felt so bad you know i might give that a try you know i i know what for me works most of the time generally is just the general i'm sure everybody's heard of it is is you know uh, tea, you know, a hot tea and uh, probably mm-hmm. a warm tea, actually, and lemon and honey, you know, the usual natural thing. And it sounds contrite, but it, it really does work. It rests the voice. Mm-hmm. It relaxes the vocal cords. Um, the one advantage to being sick is you can do some great voices that you otherwise don't have access <laughs> to. It's like 
If I but can, that's my concern. You do a great audition, and now you have to maybe you book it, and then you're not sick a week later yeah, when like, the thing. Okay, records. I sounded like Morgan Freeman yesterday, <laughs> but today I sound like Kermit the Frog. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> could be good. Could be bad. I have right. my go-to that I swear by is a Manuka honey lozenges. I and, love those. Yes. Yeah, and those bad boys. I like. I I make my tea in my Yeti. And then I keep my suck on a lozenge and I keep it on the edge. And then I voice. And then when, when the client's talking, yep. I've got the lozenge. And then, I you do know, the same. you do what you got to do. You do. That's what, you know, I have this handy dandy mute button. It, it has saved me so many times <laughs> on a live session where either I want to say something that I really shouldn't need to say. So I mute myself or uh, for coughing or like you're saying, if you're not really feeling up to par, you can, you know, grab a a quick drink of of water or tea and and have that lozenge now even when i'm not sick one of my that's not really a trick i mean it's just what we do um so now this is going to sound weird so maybe i shouldn't say it but this is what it, this is what happens <laughs> so i chew gum and i have an actual uh thing a ceramic sculpture that a friend made me and so it is my gum rest <laughs> okay. when, when I'm doing voiceover and so they don't see me they're just hearing me and so I read and then as they're giving feedback I, I mute and then I chew my gum and it keeps my, mo my mouth moisturized I was gonna say why are you doing the gum it just it, it, it keeps my mm -hmm. mouth moisturized uh, mm -hmm. much more so than you know a butterscotch or now if I'm not feeling well you're right a lozenge all day long mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, for some reason the gummy just keeps my muscles my mouth muscles going and oh, that's interesting stimulates the water you know just simple chewing not bubble gum or anything just you know like the, the type of chewing gum my mom used you know it was just bland but does this be a big thing for you for somebody to actually make a ceramic <laughs> holder for you <laughs> yeah i don't know how that's going to be perceived it's like oh well connor <laughs> What the heck are you doing? Because it does it does look gross. I mean, let's face it. You know, there's a thing in here with gum chewed and Well, at know. least you're not sticking it under your, your console or something. That would this be gross. True, but yeah, that would be a little bit uh little TMI. But uh yeah. You learn so, all these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's funny what we all do. Uh now I know we weren't really gonna talk about this, but now that we're kind of into this territory, is do you hold anything while you do your voiceover? I know that sounds weird too. I know. Um no, I don't. I really literally the hands are doing this thing um to express or I hold my desk. I don't know. What do you do you hold something? Oh, you do. You actually hold like Yeah, I know that. That sounds incredibly dumb, you know, on my part. But I, you see this little, I don't know what it is, like a like a stress ball. Is, no, it's it's like a like a racquetball or a handball. Oh, it's not soft. Yep, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it bounces. It, uh, I've hold I've held these for years. This is probably my fifteenth year of doing this. So I don't know why, but I have pretty much most of my career, at least half of it. I've held something in my hand and that helps me. I don't know. It's my safety blanket. Isn't that bizarre? So it must yeah. have been something. I know. I remember it started, uh, you know, back in the uh, in-studio days when they'd hand me the script or whatever. And I would take the paperclip and hold it. And mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just a fidget thing or, you know, maybe I have some, you know, 
maybe a disease that they have not identified yet that holding a, <laughs> a racket, a handball gets rid of or whatever. But I feel naked when I can't find it. I'm like, oh, my, I can't That's voice this. I have to. So and it I, has to be that ball. It does. It's, it it can't, can't be too big or too small. Uh, our dog, uh, Mr. Cosgrove, this is one of his toys that was supposed to go to him. Oh. I, no, no, no. <laughs> He it's like a, a donut, like it a little is a plastic donut. donut. That's mm -hmm. my backup. And I have, you know, probably 10 bottles of these balls. And that's funny. Yeah, it's a sickness, Linda. You know? <laughs> well, now I'm curious. I'm, I have a session tomorrow morning. Maybe I got to grab a ball or something. It does. It, it just helps me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am not sure. But uh, out of all the times that we've done our podcast together, I have that right in front it. of me. And so when uh, I get ready to talk or whatever, I squeeze it. I take my aggression out on it or whatever needs to happen i guess well thank goodness you're not on camera anymore doing stage you well, have to have this ball with like, you. what a weirdo man did you see that the guy oh my god what? <laughs> but you said the last 15 years so okay yeah so yeah for you. yeah most yeah definitely not in my on-camera years but uh <laughs> you know i do remember those guys like dick clark and you know i remember shooting a commercial with uh, uh casey Kasem. And he, he had something in his hand. I never could find out what it was, but he had something in his hand every time that he was talking on camera. He hid it behind his thumb and oh, four fingers. But he did carry something like a paper clip or, and I think I may have picked it up somewhere along in that time, mm -hmm. time frame. But um, you didn't talk to him about it. No, I didn't. I didn't have the wherewithal to, you know, ask him, you know, what. What, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> right. Are you doing? Uh, right. Uh, but for him, you know, he, most of his life, like most of us, was in radio. So it probably yeah. was something that started there, something that he picked yeah. up in the control room that uh, you now have to do because you've done it so many times. Isn't yeah, I'm trying bizarre? to think if I have any habits either. Um, I don't know. I know one thing that I do, and it's when we have sessions where there is no camera on, which I prefer. Yes. Um, a lot of times I'll voice something and I will hate what I just did. And so I will go into immediate eye roll motions, <laughs> you know, and uh, the client will be like, oh, that was a great take. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I like just, I just picked I could can like I can like totally pick the take apart and go, oh, I don't like how my voice ended there. You know, it never ends. You know what it, you know. No, it is, is true. It's as, like. as creatives, that is part of the process of, um, you know, of, of doing what we do. You know, so much of what we do <laughs> relies on the approval from others. And so mm, yes. we, you know, the longer we've done this, the longer we do this, it's like we're, it seems like we're always reaching out for validation from others more mm -hmm. so than let's say uh, someone who is a bookkeeper or who, you know, they just do their work and, you know, I, you know, I'm not saying that it's easy that the, what they right. do is easy, but I'm just saying <clears throat> almost for an actor, almost all the time, you constantly are at the, the whim of someone else's opinion. So, so true. 50 mm -hmm. people might say that take was horrible, but the paying client at that moment said, I loved it, you know? Yeah. And you know, as the, as all agents will say, the client is always right. And yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it's hard to learn at, at you just have to eventually let it go and, and let the client speak. And yeah, how uh, do you how do it. you what do you do to I don't know if you ever were self so self-critical, but do you have what do you yes. how do you get around that? Oh, it, it is a it's a kind of a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I, 
you know, for me, it started as an on-camera child and as a child doing stuff. In the 70s, I don't think they really watered it down for kids. You know, it's like uh, mm -hmm. as the generations got, you know, we started giving awards for second place and, yeah. you know, being, you know, more child friendly. Uh, it, it got softer. But it, in the old days, it was just like an adult and they were tough. And it was, you know, you're learning by the bootstraps. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so many times I thought I suck. I'm horrible. And in those days, being told by producers, it's like, why are you in this business? You need to Oof. find a real job because you definitely don't have the talent. That is, that's just wow. one person's opinion and you have to get over that. And I don't know if we still have those type of people around. I'm sure we do, but uh, yeah. you know, I sure, I'm sure they, they exist. And so if you're a voiceover and you're, you know, learning the ropes and you're coming through, you know, trying to do the best you can, that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. Just remember that it's their opinion. Uh, it's not the end of life and it's not everyone's opinion. So you have to believe in yourself and you have to, you know, look to tomorrow for a better opportunity, um, you know, and you can't really judge yourself. If you feel like you're doing the best that you, you are, then that's all you can do. Like, is it there's pros and cons to now in this era where people are auditioning online and they're not actually seeing anybody or getting any feedback? So <clears throat> pros of that is you're not being shut down directly. But cons of that, you're not being shut down directly. So you have no idea what you did wrong or That's if you true. did anything wrong or, you know what I mean? There's right. no feedback. And I've seen on social media, I've seen people go back and forth over receiving, you know, a, an acknowledgement from the casting director or whoever. It said, we appreciate your audition. Unfortunately, we've decided to go a different direction. And a lot of people don't like that. To me, you know, I send them and forget them. So I, I can't even tell right. you what I've auditioned for this morning. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. When I do receive them, I think that it's positive because if nothing else, they still have your name and address. And even though if it's a bulk email, it's still, you yeah. know, I, I think you're still on their radar. So I, I don't think of it as a bad thing. And there's always going to be someone that gets the job. And 99% of the time, it's not going to be you. That's just mm -hmm. acting. This job is about a bunch of no's and occasionally a yes. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about instant feedback. You know, when doing television many years ago, we would record. Uh, unless we did like, you know, I think a, a few times that I was on Happy Days or one of those that was recorded in front of a live studio audience. 99% of what we did was just out and about and they filmed it and uh, you would get take after take until they got it, what they wanted from you. Mm -hmm. uh, so live instant <clears throat> feedback was those it recorded in front of a live audience where. So you got that. Yeah. You had to like wait for an audience laughter or cheering or whatever. But during doing auditions on camera, I couldn't figure out how. uh you know, back in the day, my big competition, one of the guys was Jason Bateman. He was getting everything. Hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, why, you know, why is this guy on everything? How, how the hell does he do that? Still working like crazy. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. And so a buddy of mine, you know, we didn't, you know, of course, he's great looking and, you know, and his mm -hmm. parents were in the biz. So it's like. Oh, were they? Yeah. And so I asked a buddy of mine, I said, how the heck is he getting that? And he goes, well. You know, back then, everybody carried duffel bags or gym bags. Right. And he said, do you have a tape recorder? And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, have I told you this story? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. It's about you yeah. and your sneakiness. So it's not another, yeah. So I'd slip in the tape recorder and record my audition and their reaction. And, of course, I would hear 
later what the what they really thought of Connor. And it wasn't always, you know, those were conversations <laughs> not meant for me. But I thought as a 15 year old, I was quite slick. You were being so slick. I was just telling someone the other day about <clears throat> I had booked um, an AT and T, excuse me, cold AT and T campaign that lasted like a year and a half. So I was like their voice, and it was exciting because it was my early days of moving into Manhattan and all that. So I was going to you know the famous Howard Schwartz Studios and all that, and going yeah. to do this thing. And it got to the point where because I was their announcer, it was like Linda Bruno. My name was on the scripts, Love and so that. they were hiring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They were hiring other people to play the other parts, obviously, the other yeah. parts of the spot. Right. And they got so comfortable with me that I think they forgot that I was a voice actor. So I'm sitting there in the console, you know, the big console where the, all the, produ- you know, the producers, ad execs are sitting. Right. And there's this poor girl in the booth voicing. And they're like, oh, my God, she's terrible. Like the moment that, yes... And I'm thinking this girl has no idea how she is just being shredded right now. Oh and then they, God. you know, click the the talk back, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do one more take. Just just hold on for us for a second. And then, I'm, oh God, can we? You think we can get somebody else to come in? Oh and hearing Lord. that and thinking, this is what happens. This is what happens. Yep. Sometimes we don't know, and maybe it's good we don't know because it God, is. you get so deflated what if we, you actually hurt that. Oh my God, yeah. Even if we, you know, today we do a lot of source connect sessions or whatever. So there's always that time where they might mute and go into a private conversation and you're right to maybe it's better <laughs> not to know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. as an actor, I think that's always a safe rule because we We're are all sensitive sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sensitive all the time. It's like, you know, it's, it just comes with the, the business. I, I think that people who pretend like they don't care or something, it's that has to be fake. Yeah. You know, I you don't can't know. be in this business and not not. No, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just I think it's part of that creative process that, uh, you know, I'm almost empathic. Uh, but that just comes with being an actor a lot of time. It's just how do I how do I perceive that? I think that you're feeling because yeah. if I'm going to portray a scene with you or be you or whatever, the, <clears> I have <throat> to vibe in that general direction of, of the way you're feeling. So I have to identify through visual cues or speech or whatever, pick up on those things. And when someone, are, you know, uh, are telling you subtly that uh, they don't like you, it's like you pick up as an actor. You're like, oh, my yeah. God, uh, <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> I hope I get that audition I did this morning because <laughs> I'm not long for this gig. Uh, How do you approach scripts initially? Like um, an audition that you get. Do you break down the copy? Do you look at it from, you know, who am I in this? Do you go the character route? What do you what well, do you do? Initially, you know, because, you know, it's like my 36th year doing it. Uh, I think I do it in my mind very quickly. I just read through the copy and I think my mind just goes to those places of what I need, the information. But to get there to, you know, when I was starting out, what I would do is break down the script. You know, I would read the script and try to find out um yeah what is my place in this copy Mm -hmm. um but remembering also the commercial is not about me i'm in Mm. the commercial and i need to get away out of the way of the copy so more importantly who are we talking to Mm -hmm. and uh you know for the longest time in my studio not this studio but in uh, my previous studios i would have uh you know the average person that we're talking to is 
you know, maybe a 30 year old soccer mom basically is what it used to be. You know, she drove a, uh, an Astro Maybe. van and took three <laughs> yeah. kids to soccer and, you know, uh, so I had a picture of a friend of mine and I would tell her everything and she was just right there. So no matter what I was quote selling, I'm telling, telling her all about it. Yes. And so now I've, you know, subtly <laughs> replaced it in my mind. Uh, you know, of course we're not always talking to a female, but I'm just saying, right. Getting a real a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have to visually, as I did, visually have to have it in front of you like a, a dream board or uh, whatever, put it out there so that you can physically tell that person all about Crest Toothpaste or AT&T or mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, so we have to find out who are we talking to and what is the message? I mean, what are we talking about? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the tone. Um and for someone like me who has a very large range, it's that's so critical because they're just uh, they just say, hey, we want friendly. We want uh, conversational. But I do conversational in like five million colors. What which. Right. And a lot of casting directors don't understand that because they're used to someone just however they talk is how they talk. Mm -hmm. So it is a problem for me to really define, OK, what who are we wanting? Do we want Casey Kasem to read this? Are we wanting a, uh, oh, no, just just be you, which is the common answer. So right. it took me a long time to get comfortable with just me. Yeah. So, you know who you are as far as yeah, the character. It, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I know how my character would talk about a hammer or talk about toothpaste or uh, life mm -hmm. insurance. You know, how would he sell it or how would he talk about it? Do you create a persona of yourself? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I have students and I'm always telling them, just be yourself. But, you know, they're always saying we don't want so an announcer. Do. We don't want this. We don't want that. Well, if that was all true, they would just hire Vicky in accounting to read the uh, commercial. <laughs> right. But right. they didn't. They went to a casting director to get a professional actor to read it. So yeah. they do want a little bit of the sparkle, but they just sure. don't want what you and I grew up with, with, uh, Hey, kids, you know, they don't want the, right unless they do want that. But that's so I'll, rare now. I'll ask the client. I'll say, you say conversational. <clears throat> do you mean really conversational or like commercial conversational? Because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just like you're talking to your friend. I go, if I really do it like I'm talking to my friend and then I'll do it and they'll go, oh, no, we yeah. don't like that. I'm like, OK, so I get right. it. I get the range of conversation. I don't, I don't talk want. to my friends about <clears throat> Colgate toothpaste in the way that you guys are talking about it. Right. You know, I just did one for a bank that I won't say the name of, but well, this was years ago. But their their tagline, I probably told you the story, was uh, <laughs> I came in on the end of it. It was you plus us equals we. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> At brand name, you plus us equals we. Duh, really? Right. What, there's so many ways. At brand name, you plus us equals we. And there's so many ways you can say that. It's like, and no matter how I did it, I just thought in my brain it sounds stupid. But they, the client, really loved it. They loved it. it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, now they, they're going to hear that and say, oh, we'll never hire Connor again. Now he's making fun of us on, on the voiceover gurus. But, you know. Talking about the, uh, you said you used to look at an image, and I know I told you about this in the last one, but we didn't record the last podcast, so I can right, tell you right, again, right. like it's brand okay. new. Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine who was in radio, he had headshots done, and he literally sent me as a gift a headshot of himself signed 
all my love, <laughs> you know, with his name. And he framed it and he sent it to me as a gift, as a joke. Right. So I, I used that picture. I would put it Beautiful. up on my on my copy stand and I would, hey, John, you know, and I would use him as my motivation to just be one on one. I love that. And the way you said that is exactly how I will tell students, uh, of you know, when we're starting that, you know, if 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 uh, I'm talking to April, I will I will, you know, when I'm self-recording, I do it all the time. I'll go, you know, April, I was uh, walking by a store the other day and at AT&T, you know, and then <laughs> you kind of started. Yeah. Well, you really can't do that in a live session. I guess you could, but they would be like, you know, who the hell is April and what are you? Yeah, <laughs> Stop you, that, please. You take your pills. Um, so you just say it in your head, which mm -hmm. is fine. You can do that. You know, it's like at AT and T. You know, it's you know, yeah. however we're going to do it. So just like you getting a jump start, you have the physical with his, his picture, mm -hmm. and by you saying your name, his name just automatically takes you to that level of how you would talk with him. And yeah. even though we're saying weird words and a weird, you know, U plus us equals we, mm -hmm. uh, you can <laughs> say it as you would if you guys were hanging out at the at the club or the bar, or the, you know, Starbucks or whatever. Right. Um, but you, kind of as a voiceover, I'm so tired of hearing we want a conversational and just like you were talking to a friend. And <sighs> can you I do know, it like exhausting. Sam Elliott or can you do it like Morgan Freeman? It's just mm -hmm. there's like 15 directions and they're all the same on every audition that i get right um, mm -hmm. you know i get gravitas viola davis <laughs> sigourney weaver I'm like, okay yeah you know or bright Kristen, Kristen bell you know like, okay you know so right. you have the the standard ones that are you know and i guess that's what people can connect with i don't know Absolutely. and then sometimes they'll send stuff that people i don't even know who they are and then i have to watch videos they're like the newer actors some Absolutely. that i have no idea way. have yeah. no idea yeah they're on an all new you know apple plus uh show that i've never heard of or never seen right and i do the same youtube them and i'm you know i'm like now which one of the three are we looking for <laughs> was it that guy okay yeah so, yeah, I'm the same way. I guess you're right, especially as the people that are casting us, uh, as that age limit lowers, you know, that's what they're working with. They're, um, well, for example, I have a very large client, and it's interesting because all of the, uh, they're all on the call together. They're on a, like, a, I don't know, a succession of phones connected, of, you know, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. There's literally Conference 30 call? Conference, thank you. God, <laughs> if anybody had invented a word, it should be conference call. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I needed some more water. Yeah. So there's 30 women almost every time I do this, and they're all on what? conference call. Are you kidding? No, I'm Are not you ki kidding. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. The first time it, it was like by a committee. Like we're having Congress decide whether – uh, I was was Connor good on this one or not? So these thirty women, they're on almost every call that I do, uh, for for this large company. Oh my gosh! And I, over the years, I've gotten used to it. So it, it's been three or four years that I've had them, and I love them. They're great. But they're wonderful. How many women speak though? All they all they go through their opinions and well, you know, I think Connor is you know, and it, they'll hash that must it be out. a long session. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely right. That's so this crazy. one, um, they had uh, these animatronic figures <laughs> that they were wanting me to create a voice for three of them. 
Mm-hmm. So we're on the last one, and this was all thrown at me at the last minute. I didn't know that this was going to happen. This was like an add-on. Like, oh, great. Oh, okay. So just out of the blue, can you create a character for this snowman type of character? <laughs> well, I know most of you guys are not seeing me, but I look like the guy. I look like Sam the snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer anyway. <laughs> Don't I mean? Don't I? I look like I have a little banjo. There's and... a, you have a jolliness to you. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That's not what you want to hear if you're looking for the go for the Johnny Depp type of thing. But yeah, no, no, seriously, that is yeah. my type. I mean, it's just you know, I'd be dumb if I didn't. Well, I'm dumb, but I'd I'd be even sure, dumber if sure. I didn't know them. Anyway, so I did what I thought was a break. Oh my God, this was a beautiful. It was wonderful. And when they unmuted, they were all laughing, which was great. And one of them said, oh, Connor, oh, my God, that was so good. Where did you get that voice? And I said, oh, it's great. This one right here is Phil Hartman. You could have parked a semi in the pause. (laughs) Did they not know who Phil Hartman was? They go, who, who? I go, (laughs) how old are these women? You know, Phil Hartman from Saturday Night they're too young oh like, wow yeah he had no idea a, who phil hartman ago. was right and I was, I was like oh my god that yeah. and aarp i already know i'm getting it. thank you so much <laughs> and so you know it's like mel blank uh, a lot of people don't know a lot of you know his stuff for warner brothers uh for the cartoons they were stolen voices they were actors from that era that a lot of people do not know um oh wow you know, it, they were developed, uh, you know, my main guy, Dawes Butler, uh, who we studied with, he was the Hanna, Hanna-Barbera voice. You know, he did Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, blah, blah, blah. So I asked him one day uh, who he based. Uh, uh, oh, I, I remember what it was. Is he, he also he did Captain Crunch, uh, the commercials for the Captain Crunch cereal. Wow. So I asked him, where did you get that voice? And he told me and it was a, an old character actor from old movies. And when wow. he was a young kid, that guy was very much a mm-hmm. part of the film. And so, so that's where he got that voice for Captain Crunch. Yeah. And, well, it's an inspiration. It inspires you to create the char- the new exactly. character that you create. Right. So people saying, you know, you can't do, you know, so, imitate someone. That's, that's your, you almost have to, it's like you steal or you borrow, uh, you know, yeah. get inspiration from. Uh, that's how we, ca- that's how we create characters and and grow as voiceovers, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we're saying when we're, when you're trying to find yourself and develop a style, you don't want to steal someone else's because there's only one you. So right. it's best to, it's great to get inspiration from other voice actors, but yeah. embrace your quality. And especially now in this day and age of uh, AI, that is more important than ever. That thumbprint that yep. you have as a voice, <clears throat> that vocal print is so unique and so you now more than ever someone needs to embrace you know that that computer will be able to do john wayne that computer is going to do morgan freeman right but you know for those uh clients that we have that refuse to uh just have a machine read their stuff that they want that human element that's what they're going to go for is the uniqueness of linda the uniqueness of connor I had to do a script last week with a client in Europe and they wanted it directed and they literally line by line, every line had different nuances that they wanted, different emotional 
you know, the they had directed every single line of how I was to, you know, perform it. And I thought, this is why they hired a human, because it would take you ages to try to get some computer to do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, they're saying, oh, AI is going to make it simple. Well, I'm an assistant creative director at XYZ Agency, and I have a hell of a time doing my job as it is. Now you're saying I have to train an AI to read this script, and then I have to tell it on each line, no, we want it to go up, and on this one, go down and be soft mm -hmm. on the client, you know. Mm -hmm. now you're expecting them to do way too much it's horrible yeah. and it'd just be easier hire an actor who knows what they're doing and yeah because we'll they were asked they were ask, asking for like emotional it was transitions emotional wow. transitions yeah so it, they didn't critique me technically it was all okay on this line we need to feel that there's a slight amount of hope but you still have a seriousness but it's not somber you know and so you're you're trying to find that balance um, we have to do retakes tomorrow morning um, because the Australian client wants to redo a few lines, which is fine. But they're so like, you know, so particular that yeah, they you are. this I'm, is thank yay, because this is not something that an AI voice could achieve. No. And, and I'm thinking back to when I was, a, <clears throat> you know, a kid voiceover, you know, I was again, 13, 14 years old. Uh, we were doing um, it was for. Uh, an ice cream or a yogurt come. I can't remember who it was for. And I just remember Harry Hamburg, uh, who is quite a character as a director. He was, there's no, there's no way to describe. He was wonderful. Um, yeah. And um, very, very uh, a funny man. I, I'm trying to be nice and kind in describing him, but uh, <laughs> he was, whether he, hate, whether he hated you or whether he loved you, you were a effing, um, you know, he had this, he had these words were uh, an effing schmuck. So <laughs> it could be, he was talking about his wife. Oh, she, she's a great effing schmuck. Um, or whether he hated someone. Oh, he is an effing schmuck, you know, but uh, he talked like this and everything was, uh, you know, perfect. And so when I would do a commercial, the first time, you know, second time I'd worked with him, I was really feeling, you know, I'm 14. Uh, I'm a serious voiceover. <laughs> and again, we're doing this damn commercial. 14, so yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm in the booth. He's in the, you know, where the engineer is behind the glass. And so I'm reading the script and I go, oh, Harry, what, what is my what is my motivation for this script? <laughs> you know, I just thought that that was appropriate as a 14 year old boy. And he goes, he talked back, your motivation, your motivation <laughs> is to do it so effing well that I actually effing want to hire you again. That's your motivation. <laughs> you understand that? I'm like, yeah, oh. loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, well, so that taught me that. <clears throat> Another time I'm thinking, now, how would AI handle this? The direction, we were reading the script, and I go, uh, I read the script, and Harry goes, oh, that was perfect. That was, now let's go for something we can actually use. Um, <laughs> do it again, but this time, make it sound like MFing buttered popcorn. <laughs> like, like buttered pop, yes, buttered popcorn. Do you understand me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, then do it. Well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> so how would AI handle that? It's like I had I to process. Why. What the hell is he talking? You know, yeah. All these clients behind there mm -mm. with him laughing, and mm -hmm. I can't break it up and say I'm dumb. What What does buttered popcorn have to do with a band? Yeah, yeah. But this is human interaction. It the is. only way you'd be able to decipher what yeah, somebody's it, you trying have to, to do, do. The visual cues you have to based yeah. on what did we do before. 
all that comes into play that, you know, that's like when I, you know, someone's, you know, having me as a consultant and they're wanting to do voiceover. I'm saying, is there anything that you possibly can do other than voiceover? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> well, go do that. Because you have no idea how many hats you're going to have to wear. You think, now this is you, you think you're going to get behind the microphone and you're going to become Cinderella number five. Yes. And they're going to put your voice in all the little dolls. And oh my yeah. gosh, they're, you're going to sleep on five mattresses. And mm -hmm. no, no, that's I not, know. you know, <laughs> you have a higher chance of being hit by lightning five times in a row. <laughs> so I, I like to tell people, you know what, just to, to you know, to still have hope. Yes. Um, If you love this then you're going to be fine spending all those hours behind a microphone that is right. and looking for clients because you love it. And it's like you feel that burning passion. There's so many people that come to me that they had other careers, other jobs, and now they're like, I have always wanted to do this. Or I was a performer when I was younger. And then I went and I became a stockbroker right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I say, hey, if it's your passion, the go passion for it. The passion is a key. Here's this. Here's With Connor's, open eyes. Connor's mm -hmm. secret number what are we 75 yeah connor's <laughs> secret number 75 for this podcast here we go well my secret you know my big secret is i would actually do this for free if i could live if i could get by yes you know and yeah. you know someone buy me clothes and you know have food mm -hmm. i would do this for free because i absolutely love it i have passion for it i there, I will not think twice about pulling an 11-hour shift. It's not even a mm -hmm. shift, but doing 11 hours straight in the booth of, there's times I'm just on a roll and I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's never been a chore to me ever. I, you know, there's been some, there's always going to be struggles. Uh, but, you know, I've never really had like a real job. It's like I've mm -hmm. been fortunate to be in this playground and you and yeah, I are very have. fortunate to do what we, what we do. <clears throat> And so I'm like you. So anyone that approaches us, approaches us about this is, you know, I want to see that fire, that that passion, because yeah. that's what's going to carry you through. If you're coming to the plate and you're expecting a six and seven uh, figure income right off the bat, yeah, it's not going to happen. You I have know. to. I always say, you know, sounding good and blah blah blah, that'll get you to the door. But mm. what's going to get you invited to the party is your passion. And your ability to perform and and do all that stuff with passion, yeah. So, you know that yeah. those those people that come to you and say, "I've always been told I have a voice for voiceover, <laughs> for <know>? radio." <laughs> I've been a radio guy. You know, it's like um, I know. I don't know why I'm talking this way, but <laughs> there you go. Well, so, the, the the question is, if money were no object, you didn't have to worry about money, would you still do voiceover? And if it's yes, then yes. go for it. Absolutely. You know? Without a doubt. You know, yeah. I always hope this is not a quick, rich scheme. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have my own like mountainside <laughs> or island or whatever and retire. It's not that way. It's just it's something I hope I die behind the microphone, you know, doing a voiceover. And I just die. I, I know of people I, that have. Yep. <laughs> that have, I spoke to Okay. Well, they, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they went doing what they love. Yes, but You know, that's what a way to go. I mean, way. because I know. Yes, because uh, I'd much rather do this than work in a cubicle farm or, yep. you know, be a cashier. N not that there's anything wrong with it. There's people no, that love that. No, it's just that. not for you. It's just but not for you I, or me. These hands don't have the ability to build a house, Linda. I can barely <laughs> put gas in my car. So it's a good thing my mouth works. 
Yes, yes, and it and it, it works very well too. Well, thank Why? you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment, but you know. <laughs> well, that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Voiceover Gurus podcast. As always, Connor, thank you for all your insight. I love the fact that you've had so many years of experience and stories, and um, you know, just great advice. Well, you advice. too. I mean, I love I love sharing, and and I'm going to be trying some of those things that you told me about for my throat. Yeah, and I'm going to get a ball, and I'm well, going to I'm going to hold a hey, ball Linda, or something. <laughs> have a ball, okay? Have a ball. All right, everybody, join us again next time, and don't forget visit the website voiceover.guru if you're looking for coaching, um, sporadic workouts here and there, depending on timing. But uh, again, thank you again for joining us, and everyone have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.